listening to episode number 14 of the Fits Blame podcast. I am your host, Laura Sue, and today we are talking about at-home workout programming considerations. So for all of you still stuck at home, maybe due to um, coronavirus lockdowns, or maybe you just like to work out at home, these are some tips to make your workouts more challenging, especially if you have limited equipment slash space. If you love the Fits Plan podcast and want to support it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review. I'll be selecting a listener of the week from the reviews and will be selecting a listener of the month from those. Listener of the month will receive 50% off discount to any of my non-subscription products or a customized Fits Plan podcast t-shirt. So make sure that you are subscribed to the mailing list so you don't miss out if you have one. Um, the link to sign up for my mailing list is in the show notes, so go ahead, pause this real quick, Head over there, sign up real quickly if you haven't already. All right, now we're going to get on with the show. Welcome to the Fits Plan Podcast, where I break down all things health, fitness, nutrition, and training with science to help educate and empower you to make your own decisions when it comes to exercise and nutrition. My name is Laura Sue, Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist, Entrepreneur, and Powerlifter, and I'm here to help clear the waters of misinformation that's out there and tell you what works and help you not just learn how to work out and eat right, but how to train and fill your body for performance. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Fits Plane Podcast. It has been a while since I have spoken to you guys. There's been a lot of things going on. If you live in the U.S. or, well, I guess if you live anywhere in the world, you'll probably, you probably know about the coronavirus by now. Um, so yeah, I'm in Seattle where we've been shut down yet again. So the last couple weeks have just been like a mad scramble to figure out how to transfer everyone to virtual slash online training options. So yeah, it's been a little crazy, but I am back and... Because we are shut down, today's podcast is going to be programming considerations for at-home workouts. So this is going to be pretty quick. Um, It's going to give you some tips on how you can make your workouts at home more effective with minimal equipment. I'll be chatting about the main issues that people face with at-home workouts um, and then give you some solutions, modifications, and... um, just exercises, ideas to make your exercises more challenging because typically at-home workouts, you don't have enough load um, slash weight to make your exercises more challenging and to progress in that way. So there are different ways to overload progressively. Um, Load is simply just one of them when you progressive overload, but um, there are definitely other ways to do it as well. So we're going to chat about those today. So Hopefully this helps you feel like you have some sort of grasp on what you can do at home and be confident that you're still getting better, still getting stronger, still making changes. I also have a lot of blog posts about this. Um, So if you head over to lstraining.net slash blog, you will find some posts up on there. Um, And if you're on my mailing list, you should be getting emails from me every week. Um, And I usually try to highlight posts that I think will be helpful for people who are stuck at home working out. So if you are not already subscribed to my mailing list, you should be if you're listening to this podcast. Because if you're subscribed, um, then you can also leave a rating and review. And you will be announced as a weekly winner or a monthly winner in my mailing list. And that can give you the chance to win some cool prizes. So... 
uh, make sure you're subscribed so you can know if you won, as well as get those um, emails highlighting at-home workout tips, okay? So um, the link to get on my mailing list is in the show notes, so go ahead really quickly do that, pause this, come back, and let's jump right into programming considerations for at-home workouts. So the main issues with at-home workouts, usually you have minimum First of all, you have minimal equipment slash space. Now, unless you have like a giant garage gym, I don't typically see many clients who are already outfitted, you know, with a full squat rack, full weight set, barbell, dumbbells, all that kind of stuff. I typically don't see that. Usually people have a foam roller. At least they have, you know, some steps. They have furniture sliders, maybe um, small sets of dumbbells. I typically don't see people at home with more than 20 pounds. Um... So you really don't have that much to work with, but that doesn't mean you can't get a good workout still. Um, another issue people run into is just creativity. It can be hard to figure out what to do, and it can be hard to just, you know, stay focused, stay engaged, um, especially if you are stuck with kind of the same exercises over and over again. And while the same exercises aren't bad, you definitely should not be very... I don't like to put too much variation into my workouts. I would rather variate intensity just because you get better um, progression on each exercise and you get stronger more effectively like that. While that's not bad, it definitely can be a little boring, especially when you're at home and especially when you don't have um, much option to increase or decrease intensity with your weights. So that is another issue that people run into. It can also be hard to advance slash modify your exercises if you don't have any knowledge on how to do this. Um, obviously, for someone um, who like myself who was certified strength and conditioning specialist, finding advancements and modifications for exercises is something I do on the daily. So it is pretty easy for me. However, I did struggle. This was a, something that every trainer struggles with at first, just figuring out modifications and progressions exercises on the fly so it's definitely something that is challenging and I get it so um, we're going to be talking about a little bit of all of those issues today so um, I'll just jump right into some solutions that I have come up with training my clients virtually because most of them are training at home with their minimal equipment so we'll just jump right in okay so Addressing minimal equipment slash space. First of all, you don't need that much space to get a good workout in, especially if you're doing a more strength-focused workout. If you want to do cardio, just go outside, run some sprints. There you go. You don't have to do any crazy jump-around workouts at home. Um, you can always... Burpees don't even take up that much space. Jumping jacks don't take up that much space. So you really do not need that much space at all. You just need enough space to where you can stand and lie down. When it comes to equipment... Now, if you're lucky enough to have dumbbells, they're probably not heavy enough for you or they're going to start getting light pretty quick. So the biggest thing that I focus on with at-home workouts with minimal equipment with myself and with my clients is time under tension. Now, time under tension is really important to elicit what's called muscular hypertrophy. And the reason why we want to focus on muscular hypertrophy when we're at home is because we don't have enough load Typically, we don't have enough load uh, unless you do have that, you know, full gym in your basement. We want to hold on to muscle mass as much as possible. And one way to do that is by increasing mechanical tension on your muscles. So increasing time under tension is key here. I really try to make sure we do a 
we get in a lot of time under tension work. Now you can increase your time under tension with any exercises using tempo work, one and a half reps, pauses, um, eccentrics. You can also just do more repetitions. I'm going to jump into what each of these are in a second here, but the key is to really make sure that you are eliciting enough mechanical tension, enough muscular tension, so you do have some sort of stimulus to hold on to that muscle mass, because that's really what people are going to lose over a period of using lighter weights, um, not exercising as hard. If you're not progressing in some way, shape, or form, you are most definitely regressing. Your body is always going through building up or tearing down. So you got to make sure you're holding on to that muscle. That's the biggest um, concern at home. So along with that, eating enough protein is huge. Um, eating enough is huge. People think, oh, I'm not working out as hard because I'm not going to the gym. Maybe I don't have to eat as much. I'm going to lower my calorie count. That is going to cause your body to lose muscle as well as fat, but you don't want that muscle mass to go away because it's just that much harder to get back once you're in the gym. Luckily, though, muscle mass is pretty easy to maintain. It's easier to maintain than to gain, so you should be fine with your time under tension and keeping your protein up in your diet. So the strategies that I listed for eliciting more time under tension, tempos, one half reps, pauses, eccentrics, and just you know doing more repetitions. Um, tempo work is something that I incorporate into workouts at the gym as well. It's simply where you manipulate the speed of different parts of a movement. So let's take a squat for example. You have four, really you have four phases of the movement. So you have the part where you're standing tall, that's the first phase right there, you're just standing tall the part where you're coming down into a squat, the eccentric portion, the part where you're at the very bottom, and that's also known as your isometric portion, even though we typically don't really pause there. And then you have your concentric motion or where you stand up. So you can manipulate the speed of any parts of these um, motions, okay? So usually we have, usually a typical squat, you stand, you drop down into a squat, you hit the bottom, you come right back up. So you can manipulate, usually I like to manipulate exercises from the eccentric portion. So I will often have my clients take their time on the way down. So they might have a squat with three seconds on the eccentric. They may pause at the bottom for two counts and then stand up as quickly as they can with whatever dumbbells they have. This is going to be a good way to increase the difficulty and increase time under tension in a squat, even though you might only have a 10 pound dumbbell. Go ahead and try tempos, even just body weight, let's say 8 to 12 reps, it's going to start burning real quick. You can do these for push-ups as well, you can do these for lunges, you can do these for pull-ups. Whatever exercise there is, you can definitely implement some sort of tempo work. Tempos are not um, exclusive to the eccentric and isometric portion of the movement. You can also implement a tempo on the concentric or where you're coming up from the bottom, which is typically the easier part, right? But you are going, you could um, slow it down or you could really speed it up. So let's say that someone is, you would probably want to slow it down at home when you don't have enough weight. Um, so for example, you take three seconds on the way down for a squat, pause for two at the bottom and take three seconds on the way up. That's going to turn that into kind of a slow motion squat and definitely increase your time under tension. Um, an example of where you want, want to actually speed it up is when you actually do have enough weight to work with. 
So, for example, you're doing some heavy back squats and you're doing it with a tempo. You're controlling on the way down with three counts, pausing for one at the bottom, and standing up in five counts. So that would be pretty challenging as well. Another great way to increase time under tension. Um, again, you don't have to just use squats for tempos. You can do these for push-ups as well. But just remember, slowing down any portion of that range of motion is going to help you um, keep tension on the muscles and do all the things that we're just talking about, you know, holding onto your muscle mass, um, being more metabolically stressful, and just, you know, making a typical goblet squat with 10 pounds that might be too easy, a lot harder. One half reps are another strategy I like to use. It's simply where you you start at the, we'll use a squat again for, for this example. You start at the top of your squat, you sink all the way down, you come halfway up, you go all the way back down, and then you come all the way up. So it's Pretty straightforward, one and a half reps. Again, you can use these for squats, lunges, pull-ups, push-ups. Any exercise, you can use one and a half reps. Again, these are great because you are increasing time under tension. You are forcing the body to work harder. You are causing more metabolic stress. One thing that I would caution you with here is don't bounce in this motion. A lot of people tend to bounce, especially on that little half rep part. So make sure you're keeping it controlled. Have maybe um, prescribe some sort of a tempo for yourself if you find yourself bouncing. Just make sure you stay accountable to this one. It can be easy to cheat. Alright, so the big key here is to stay in control. Pauses are next up. And again, you can pause any portion of the movement. Most of the time, people find themselves pausing at the bottom of the movement, which is pretty typical because that's how you strengthen um, a movement out the bottom of the exercise. So, like for example, pause squats, pause bench, pause deadlift. You're just increasing the amount of power and speed you have to um, put into the exercise to move out of the pause. But for at-home workouts where we don't have enough weight, Pauses are another great way to increase that time under tension, and you can pause at any portion of the exercise in any and however many times you want. You can do, for example, with I'm going to use a squat again for an example because everyone knows what a squat looks like, so it's easy to visualize. You can pause at the bottom of a squat. You could pause halfway on the way down of a squat. You can pause halfway on the way up in a squat. You can do all three in one rep. So there are many different ways you can use pauses. Um, and again, they will make a simple bodyweight squat pretty challenging after 8 to 12 reps. So that's another great strategy. Um, lastly, eccentrics are basically just a emphasized eccentric slash negative portion of the movement. It's very simpler to tempos, except you're just emphasizing that eccentric portion. Um, eccentrics are great to use in and out of the gym because eccentric contractions under load typically... Um, elicit more hypertrophy and muscle damage and metabolic stress, which gives your body more to recover from, which in turn increases the amount of adaptations you're making. All right, so that was some info on how you can make your workouts more challenging if you have minimal equipment. Now we're moving on to some other strategies we can use. Not necessarily if you have minimal equipment, but you know, just to make your workouts more challenging and just get to give you more variation so you can change up your workouts with the different methods I'm talking about here. So I wouldn't use tempos, one and a half reps, pauses, and eccentrics all in the same workout. I would probably change it up. Um, I typically do every four weeks, I change the type of exercises that I'm doing. So again, limiting the variation and 
manipulating the intensity using these strategies. So another way that you can make your workout more challenging with minimal equipment is simply just doing more repetitions. So if you would typically do only eight reps um, with a certain exercise, maybe double it and do 16. And maybe the week after, triple it and do, math is hard, eight times three. <laughs> um, what is that? 24. Um, so yeah, and or you could even, you know, change the reps to what, However many reps that you you can be doing in a set that's going to be challenging yourself um, from week to week. Um, you don't even, going up in reps, you can go back down in reps. You can detrain a little by doing less reps, and then you can increase the amount of reps you do, um, and that'll be a lot more challenging. So you don't have to, like, get up to 100 squats. <laughs> I would recommend that you start with what I said, like, 8 reps. Next week, go 16. The week after, go 24. Scale back down to maybe 10 and then increase from there and scale back way down to five and then increase back up because you have a little bit of a detraining effect that happens when you decrease and make it work out easier and that in turn is going to make it easier to progress with um, without having to constantly be increasing your reps. Um, you can also be using circuits slash emums and triceps so these are kind of all the same idea. I'll just dive into first circuits um, are very similar to triceps so circuit is basically you have multiple exercises and you perform one set of each um, back to back with each exercise and repeat for a certain amount of rounds this is a super popular form of exercise especially um, with at-home workouts and with conditioning type workouts they're fun to do uh, they help you get a lot of work in, in a short amount of time so circuits are really great if you're short on time or simply want a more conditioning style workout Triceps simply mean that you put three exercises together in a circuit fashion, so very similar to a circuit. Circuits simply just have more than three exercises. That's really the only difference you're looking at there. Um, same with like supersets, that's only two exercises, um, but done back to back in sort of a circuit fashion. EMOMS, E-M-O-M, um, it simply means every minute on the minute. And that's that simply means that you have one minute to finish all the exercises and all the reps that you prescribe um, and you start it always on the top of every minute. So say your EMOM, you have every minute on the minute, five squats, five push-ups, and you increase your reps every minute um, and you keep going until you can't finish all the reps in that minute. So you do five squats and five push-ups on the top of each minute, on the top of a minute, and then you get a rest until that minute's up and then you do six squats and six push-ups at the top of the next minute. You rest until that minute's up and you repeat, keep going. Say you get a 20 squats, 20 push-ups, and then you finish with barely five seconds left. You get a rest for that less than five seconds, and then you start again on 21 each. You keep going until you run out of time. So that is another good way to have kind of fun with your workouts, give yourself some competition to work with, and get you know a good amount of reps in. Um, and it also typically doesn't take too long. You can also set like a time for yourself, like a 10-minute EMOM. So you have 10 minutes, so that's basically 10 rounds for yourself to do X amount of exercises, X amount of reps. So again, another great way to get a short, quick sweat in. Lastly, I'm just going to talk about pre-fatiguing your sets. So this is another good way to make your workout more metabolically stressful and just strategy that you can use to make those lightweights feel harder. Um, as you know, a hard a workout that feels hard not is not necessarily better. 
but when it comes to at-home workouts, we sometimes just need to have more of a challenge um, on our bodies, and that is definitely going to feel harder to elicit the sort of response that we want. So the way you would use a pre-fatiguing set, let's say you want to do some goblet squats, but the weight you have is not heavy enough. So before you go into goblet squats, you might do like four sets of 20 lunges. So really fatigue those legs, pump those quads. Then you would go into four sets of eight goblet squats and they would feel a little harder because you've just done four sets of 20 lunges with each leg. So that's an example of how you could use a pre-fatiguing set. Another example would be to do a bunch of push-ups before you go into your dumbbell bench press. So simply you are pre-fatiguing the mus main muscle group used in the exercise that you are trying to target. Pretty simple, um, a good way to get a good pump and really get sore. <laughs> so those are some quick solutions that you can use um, when you're trying to work out at home. I gave you a bunch of different options there, so that's a lot of different strategies you can use so you don't get bored. Um, and it is also, these are also great methods to use to advance and modify your exercises. Stick to the basics, stick to your normal squat, your lunges, your push-ups, your pull-ups. Um, do your core work, stick to the basics, and simply manipulate the intensity or make it harder, make it easier by using the... Um, the modalities that I talked to you about. So you have your tempos, one and a half reps, pauses, eccentrics, doing more repetitions, circuits, supersets, tricets, EMOMs, and pre-fatiguing sets. All of these are great ways to take one simple exercise and make it a whole bunch harder. If you want more help um, with your at-home workouts, I have some resources for you on my website. So first I have my freebie, which is the at-home workout template. It simply comes with a bunch of exercises to choose from from each category of movement pattern, and you can put together your own workout. It gives you guides on you know, how many rep, on how, how to choose your rep ranges, on how to choose your set ranges, on how to create supersets, circuits, triceps, EMOMs, etc. That is completely for free. You can find it on my website, um, www.lstraining.net, and you simply just sign up for my mailing list, and it will be sent to you in an email as a thank you for subscribing. So if you're already on my mailing list, you should already have it. Check your inbox if you don't. It's been recently updated as well, so it looks prettier and fancier. Um, and I also have one more resource for you on my site. This one is... Um, Strong at home. It is an at home workout guide. So instead of the template where you have to put together your own workout, Strong at Home comes with 30 plus ready made workouts for you that target your lower, upper, and full body as well as mobility and core. Each exercise is linked to a video demo so you always know what you're doing. And this guide goes for $21.99 on my website. So if you are interested in getting some good at home workouts in, with minimal to no equipment, go ahead over to lstraining.net and find those products. I'll link them in the show notes as well so you have them on hand, but definitely check those out if you are struggling with getting your workouts in at home. And as always, you can reach me on Instagram at lifts. You can message me there with your questions and I can send you to some resources or blog posts or maybe this podcast and um, so you can learn how to get more effective workouts at home. Alright guys, I said it would be a short one, and it is, so that is it for today. I will see you all in the next episode.